It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday to you all. Hopefully you guys are having a great day out there. This is Locked on Cougars, your podcast covering BYU each and every day and a proud part of the Locked on Podcast Network. My name is Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast covering all things BYU for you. It's a lot of fun to bring this podcast to you guys, so hopefully you guys are enjoying it just as much as I enjoy bringing it to you. For those of you that are new, my name is Jake. Like I said, I am a radio producer and reporter for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. I cover the Cougars mainly for my station, and that's why this fits so perfectly with what I do. It's a blast to cover the Cougars each and every day, and hopefully you guys find it of worth to you. And thanks, thank you to all of you that have been the longtime listeners, have been listening to us for about the last month. I believe um, just a couple days ago, it hit the one-month mark of the podcast's existence. Continue to have it continued support has just been absolutely phenomenal you guys have been downloading this podcast like crazy and i'm overwhelmed honestly it's been a blast to have you guys as part of this feel free always to reach out to me you can hit us up on social media my personal twitter feed is at jacob c hatch the show twitter feed is at locked on cougars you can drop us an email at locked on byu at gmail.com I know with the new name for the podcast, Locked on Cougars, we haven't updated the email address, but that's proving to be a little more difficult. So we'll hopefully have something for you in the near future. But for now, go send the emails, drop them at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Any advertising, et cetera, type of questions, feel free to reach out. All right, the show today, breaking it down for you, let you know what we're going to be covering. We're going to be talking about some of the comments from Kalani Satake at his weekly press conference yesterday as the Cougars get ready to face Washington. It's a number 20 BYU at number 11 Washington, a big game on the docket. We'll be breaking it down for you all week here on the podcast, and it, it, it's going to be a barn burner. I think these are two teams that have been um, – overlooked in a way but also underrated so we'll see how it all shakes out for both teams in this game and we'll be getting you prepared for it all week long so we'll be talking about some of Kalani Satake's uh, comments here in this upcoming segment this first segment of the show in the second segment it'll be our former Cougars in the Pros segment that we do on each and every Tuesday getting you up to date with all the former BYU players in the NFL and how they performed over the weekend. And then finally, in the third segment, I need to talk about a comment from a former BYU player who is now a prominent sports media figure and his comments about the BYU 1984 championship game and how it relates to the Washington game this week. We'll discuss the merits of his comments. I, I tend to disagree with what he is trying to go about doing, but I understand why he's doing it. So there you go. Layout, layout of the show for you if you are tuning in and want to know where you can find everything you're listening to. All right. Kalani Satake yesterday spoke to the media and he was very candid about his team and in particular his defense in terms of up, upping the sack numbers on the defensive line. I won't lie, if you guys have listened to this podcast since since its beginning, I have been very down on the BYU pass rush, especially from just the front four guys. And I'm here to admit, in the last two games against Wisconsin and McNeese State, 
I feel like the pass rush has started to make some strides. I think Corbin Kafusi has been the main cog in that. Kairos Tonga has played a role. I think some of the other guys that have played roles include Lorenzo Fawatea. I feel like he's been pushing the pocket a little bit. And also Trajan Peely has played roles at points as well. But the fact that BYU is getting pressure with their front front four bodes very well for the rest of the rest of the season. It'll be important this week, especially with the speed and the skill talent that Washington possesses, that BYU get to Jake Browning, rattle him at, at, if at all if at all possible, because he's proven that he once he gets off center, he gets he starts forcing things. That's when you can take advantage. He has thrown four interceptions on the year, if I'm not mistaken, so far this year. So BYU needs to get to Jake Browning this weekend. Satake yesterday talked about the pass rush and upping the sack numbers, and here was his comment on that from media availability yesterday. If there's one place to really focus on is coming down with the sacks. We're getting pressure on the quarterback every week. It seems like we've missed some sacks, but we're getting some disruption, and you saw the result of that last week and got some disruption in the Wisconsin game. We just couldn't rally them down and get and get the sacks, but we'll keep working on it, and the guys are aware of it. We have our things that we can focus on and things to improve on. There you go, BYU head coach Kalani Satake. You can tell he's been impressed with the pressure his defense is creating, but he wants to see the finished product. He wants to see the production in terms of sacks. Uh, Corbin Kafusi leads BYU on the season with three. I believe they have four as a team. So that number definitely needs to go up. And you heard him mention Corbin's a guy who's had multiple opportunities. Now just needs to actually get the finished product and actually get those sack numbers. Because that both is going to benefit BYU. And it also will benefit Corbin Kafusi when it comes to the NFL potentially. A couple other comments from him here. The turnover margin for BYU has very much been in their favor early on this season en route to that 3-1 and record. The one game they lost the turnover margin, they lost the game, coincidentally. No, that's not a coincidence. You lose the turnover margin more often than not, you're likely going to lose the game, and that's what happened in that Cal game for BYU. But since that time, they've taken care of the ball, and here was Kalani Satake's comment on the turnover margin and why it is so critical for the Cougars this season. Obviously, offensively, you you know you need to take care of the football, and, and it's never perfect. I, I think sometimes you can turn the ball over here and there, but you can't be mindless and just taking huge risks. Last week, we had the one fumble that was a nice hard hit on Squally, and we'd like to see him hold on to the ball even when he's getting hit hard, but defensively, we were able to force him. So I think turnover margins have got to work in our favor in order for us to have a chance, especially with trying to get these team, team wins that we're doing. There you go, Kalani Satake on the turnover margin. It, it's one of those metrics that coaches can repeat right off the tip of their tongue. A lot of them can't delve deep into the numbers, but almost every one of them will tell you when it comes to the turnover margin, you need to be plus in that margin if you want to win games, especially when you're an underdog like BYU is. Currently, I think the spread is at 17.5 as of recording of this podcast. And that number is going to shift throughout the week as money comes in on either Washington or BYU. But the turnover margin will be critical for BYU. Satake also had a comment about the turnovers and turnover margin, but he continued on talking about the quarterbacks in particular and what the philosophy is in his mind for his quarterbacks when it comes to turnovers and why it's okay to make some turnovers but not others. So here was his comment yesterday. 
I have a lot of faith in our players and their ability and a lot of faith in our coaches, and so I think they're, they're getting it done. And then our philosophy, there's nothing wrong with punting the ball where you can't have crazy big-time mistakes that you can't overcome, and usually that happens in you know mindless throws. And so we really have to be smart with the way we throw the ball, and I, I've been pretty pleased with how our guys distributed the ball, and I have a lot of faith in our players and their ability and our coaches, and I, I know they'll get it right. There you go, Kalani Satake. I think that's very sage, wise advice from Kalani Satake. Can't be reckless with the ball. Got to be smart with it. Don't make plays that aren't there. I know a lot of BYU fans have had gripes about the play of Tanner Mangum this season. 89 yards against Wisconsin, 118 against McNeese State. But you you can't fault Mangum. He's had one game where he threw two interceptions and they lost that game. And that was against Cal. He's taking care of the ball, and as a result, BYU is winning games, and that's all that matters. All right, and as we finish up the segment here, I wanted to play a kind of a funny bit from Kalani Satake. He's made this comment in the past, but he was asked about, like, in terms of what he wants to see from his team on offense in particular, and even just as the team as a whole. And he, his goal is to play the perfect game. I'm not focused too much on how we start as much as what we get done throughout the week. The game will come, and every week there's something we can always complain about, all of us, from media to coaches to players, you know. So the goal is to play a perfect game where you guys have nothing to say, where you just, I walk in and you guys go, I said, thank you very much, we're out, right? So hopefully we can do that this Saturday. You guys can promise me to do that. The slow clap leading to a roaring cheer so that's the goal we're trying to get there and until we get there we'll find something else to complain about but I want to make sure that everyone knows that I have a lot of confidence in our players and their ability and I have a lot of confidence in our coaches and so I believe they, they'll get us ready and I believe that we'll fix some things and believe that we'll, we'll play a lot better than what we've done but you know I, I've been really pleased with the with the start the fact that we've made mistakes and and we could play better, and, and uh, we're at 3-1 and one right now. And so we'll build on that. It's a great time for us to go into this week to play that perfect game where you guys will give us a standing ovation. So there you go. Kalani Satake, apparently us in the media, are going to have to give him a slow clap if BYU actually ever does play that perfect game. I'm not going to lie, the closest I've ever seen BYU play to a perfect game in my life would be the 59-0 shutout that BYU laid on UCLA. I believe that was in 2008. Uh, Max Hall was near perfect in that game. I thought BYU played about as well as you possibly could expect. Thorough demolishing of the Bruins and that's probably as close as it comes and Maybe if you play something like that, you do that to Washington. Yeah, I don't think a lot of BYU fans would be adverse to giving a slow clap and a cheer to BYU head coach Kalani Satake for playing the, quote, perfect game. All right, we'll take a time out here. We'll come back. Second segment of the podcast, it's former Cougars and the pros. That's coming up next right here on Locked on Cougars. I think we all love a night out, and I want to talk to you for a minute about Vivid Seats and how they can help you enjoy that night even more. Whether it's seeing your favorite band in person, going out to the theater, or being there in the crowd to cheer on your favorite team, Vivid Seats has the options to get you to where you want to go. They are your top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can search simply by price or look for particular seats in the section and row of your choice. It's all available with Vivid Seats. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners to the Locked On Podcast Network an exclusive promo for $20 off orders of $200 or more to save you even more money. 
Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use the promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Of course, every purchase is backed up by Vivid Seats 100% buyer guarantee. Vivid Seats has it all for you. Download that app, enter the promo code Locked On, and get that $20 off your orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. That's Vivid Seats using the promo code Locked On. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate. Save money and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. My name is Jay Catch, host of the podcast here, covering all things BYU for y'all each and every day. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast. It's a blast to bring it to you guys. All right, talking about former Cougars in the pros, and we're going to start off with the hot shot rookie. That would be Fred Warner, who plays for the San Francisco 49ers. He started again at linebacker in their loss to Kansas City over the weekend on Saturday. And as a personal note, I am a Niners fan, so with Jimmy Garoppolo going down, I am a little bit down in the dumps about the about the Niners, but the good news is Fred Warner is playing extremely well. He had double-digit tackles with nine solo tackles and two assisted to make 11 total. Two of those tackles went for a loss and then one pass breakup. He played every snap on defense, also played half the snaps on special teams during the game. And this is the stat that's most impressive. And this could lead, if, if Warner continues to play at this pace, he could be a pro bowl slash all pro player if these numbers hold up. He's now leading the league in solo tackles with 28 on the year. He's number two in the NFL in total tackles with 33. That's an average of 11 per game. Absolutely incredible. Best of luck to Fred as he continues to play. Him and Reuben Foster, I've said this before on the podcast, look like they could put together quite the tandem at linebacker there for the Niners. Another linebacker playing his trade in the NFL is Kyle Van Noy, the former BYU standout. He had seven tackles in their loss to Detroit on Sunday Night Football, a really surprising result for the Patriots. Um, Three of his tackles were solo tackles. He has nine solo tackles on the season, seven assisted tackles, 16 overall, one pass breakup, one tackle for loss, and one interception. Continuing to show why he was such a great pickup for the New England Patriots off the well, we got them via trade. It wasn't off the waiver wire. It was via trade, but still an absolutely phenomenal pickup there. Michael Davis, former cornerback for BYU, continues to get it done for the LA Chargers. He played as a substitute in their loss to the LA Rams in the battle for Los Angeles over the weekend. He played actually two defensive snaps on the game, 15 special team snaps for the Chargers, and no stats. He doesn't have any stats this season, but the good news is Davis continues to be a valuable asset for the Chargers, and guess what? He's getting an NFL paycheck. There are worse ways to make a living, let's put it that way. Jamal Williams, the running back out of Green Bay, he was the starting running back once again in their loss to Washington over the weekend. If you notice, there's a trend here. A lot of the BYU guys' teams over the weekend lost. 
but Jamal still had a decent day. He ran the ball five times for 29 yards, also had two receptions for 16 yards. He played just under half of the offensive snaps. The tough part with Williams, with Jamal in particular, is it sounds like Green Bay is going to go running back by committee, which cuts down on his touches and his time on the field. So Jamal through the first three games of the season, 36 carries, 135 yards, five receptions for 28 yards, and has yet to find the end zone. On to the Swiss Army knife that is Taysom Hill for the New Orleans Saints. He did a lot of things on Sat- in Saturday's game. He came on uh, in a 43-37 to overtime victory for the Saints. He had three carries for 39 yards. He plays that Wildcat read option quarterback to great effect for the Saints. He also continued his kick returning ways, returned three kicks for 64 yards, and even had an assisted tackle on special teams. So his season stats are pretty much what I just mentioned. Three rushes, 39 yards, four kickoff returns for 111 total yards, and then the one assisted tackle. He continues to garner praise from his teammates and coaches alike. Uh, Michael Thomas, the star receiver there in uh in New Orleans, said on Twitter yesterday that Taysom Hill is a created player, TBH, to be honest. That was on Twitter. So he's just a video game player that you would create if you were playing NCAA or Madden. So hats off to you, Taysom Hill. Continue to keep up the good work. Finally, the one other player who was active this week is John Denny. Continues his Ironman streak as he continues to play every game at long snapper for the Miami Dolphins. He actually got his first stat of the season. He got a tackle in their victory over the weekend. So hats off to you, John Denny, continuing on with his stellar play. And then one final note, Ezekiel Ansaw, still not active. He didn't play in the game against New England. That shoulder injury is lingering. Hopefully he is back on the field soon. So there you go, former players and the pros keeping you updated each week as we roll through week three in the NFL, finally in the books. So we got a long ways to go, but some players really standing out. I'm excited in particular to see what Taysom Hill continues to develop and what he'll do next for New Orleans. want to see if Jamal can actually lock down more reps on the field for Green Bay and then just see what Fred Warner does. He continues to play extremely well, so hats off to him. Hopefully he continues to produce, and the coaching staff in San Francisco continues to reward him with playing time because his play so far has garnered all the playing time, and it looks like it's not going to stop anytime soon. All right, there you go, former Cougars and the pros. Coming up next, talk about a comment from a former BYU player, why it's stirring some... uh, some debate on the interwebs, it's particularly on Twitter. We'll talk about that next. This is Locked on Cougars. FanDuel is the daily leader in fantasy sports, and they want to help you win money more than ever in 2018. So I want to take a minute and talk to you about some of the options that FanDuel has available to you to help you win more money this year. Let's start off with Guru. It's a new tool that FanDuel has implemented that makes building smarter lineups simple for fans of all skill levels. Players can be confident you're putting together the best team on the field. It's a responsive, wizard-like draft experience that makes recommendations and provides tips as you draft based on who you are picking. And of course, FanDuel is a great place for you and your friends to compete head-to-head. In the past, they haven't made it that easy to do so, so this season they have completely reworked their friends' capabilities to include easier ways to invite people to play, a more accessible way to start a head-to-head matchup, and better product integration so you can track how you're doing with your friends. 
What I want you guys to do is to go over to FanDuel.com and use the promo code Locked on. Join me over there at fanduel.com slash locked on. New users will get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me and everyone else at fanduel.com slash locked on. See you there. That's once again fanduel.com slash locked on. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Welcome back. This is Locked on Cougars. Thank you so much for joining us on this Tuesday. Hopefully you guys all are well and are enjoying this podcast each and every day as we're bringing you all of the BYU news that we can find and we can fit into about a 30-minute podcast for you. All right, last night, Trevor Maddich works for ESPN, former BYU star center, member of the 1984 National Championship team, was a first-round draft pick in the NFL, played 10 seasons there, and he's been a media personality pretty much since he retired. And he had an interesting he had an interesting comment on Twitter last night that I retweeted and has elicited quite a bit of response to him, and this is why. So, okay, we'll start off. I'm not going to explain why, but we'll, we'll break in. We'll read the comment from Trevor Maddich first, and then we'll talk about if it has merit or not in my mind. So here's the, co- here's the comment on Twitter. It says, quote, BYU fans going to Washington game. Please be respectful to the Huskies regarding the 1984 National Championship. They had as good a case as we did for number one, handled finishing number two with dignity and class. I've always had great respect for Coach Don James and the UW program because of their graciousness. Okay, here's the thing, Trevor. The fans have not always been so gracious when it came to finishing second behind BYU in 1984. And I'm a big believer that actions speak louder than words. And let me explain. BYU had a chance to face Washington in 1984, and the Huskies opted to go to another bowl game. BYU also, the next season in 1985, absolutely clobbered the Huskies in Seattle. This is a series that has got some hard feelings, and I understand why, because you want national titles if you're a fan for your team. BYU will proudly point to that 1984 national championship until kingdom come, and for good reason. You made it to the pinnacle of the college football world, and as such, you have that trophy. It sits proudly there in the student-athlete building in Provo, Utah. They, the original UPI trophy that is out there, it's actually not in the football offices. It's actually out in the uh, lobby area where the rest of the memorabilia that Duff Tittle has collected down there resides. But on the 25th anniversary in 2009, BYU was awarded a crystal ball trophy for their national title. And they commemorated it at a game. I was in attendance at that game. And that now sits proudly there in the football offices. And I understand that. But 
Trevor, looking back at it, and I'll be honest, I wasn't born in 1984. I didn't watch the national championship take place. It's been something that's been talked of ad nauseum by BYU fans for going on three-plus decades now, and like I said, for good reason. But the actions, it looks like, on the surface to me, of Washington, A, refusing to play BYU in a bowl game. BYU was relegated to going to the Holiday Bowl, taking on a Michigan team that they beat and finished the undefeated season. And also the next season when they went head-to-head, and granted this is nine, ten months later, when you have new teams, new players, etc., BYU absolutely crushed Washington. I am of the opinion that actions speak louder than words, and BYU fans, talk it up if you want. That's your right. You won the national title. I've seen some shirts out there that people are considering wearing to Husky Stadium on Saturday that say 1984 National Champions. Have fun with it. I completely understand what Trevor's trying to say here. He wants BYU fans to handle with class and dignity. And I think for the most part, BYU fans will. But Trevor, the truth of the matter is, if and I doubt he's even even knows that this podcast exists, but if he listens to it, I'd love to have him on to debate this. But Trevor, the actions speak louder than words, and some of the vitriol that has been lobbed at BYU from UW fans, Washington fans in particular, and that's not to say that BYU fans haven't done it in response. I'm not saying that. But UW fans have argued for a long, long, long time against BYU saying, well, we're the rightful champions in 1984, and it's never going to end. The truth of the matter is, and even if you're a Utah fan or any college football fan regardless, BYU didn't self-proclaim themselves to be national champions. The UPI poll, the AP poll, we're talking about the people that mattered at that time in 1984 declared BYU the national champions. They were the only undefeated team. Let's also be very clear about that. When you win all the games in front of you, in front of you, you make it very hard for these poll people, the poll voters to vote against you and as such if you're the only undefeated team, you are declared the national champion. It's a much of the same rationale that UCF used to name themselves the 2017 national champions as the lone FBS team to go undefeated a year ago. But there's, there's a big difference here, people. UCF self-proclaimed themselves that, and they've had some metrics that have backed them up. But BYU, the AP poll, which is the poll that a lot of people outside of the college football playoff go by each and every day, and I work with a guy who's a proud AP voter in Tony Parks, they matter. They make these decisions, and when BYU was named the national champion, it was not them making the decision for themselves. They were declared the national champions. So enjoy it. Go out to the game on Saturday if you are going up to Washington. If you want to wear a shirt that says, hey, 1984 National Champions, you want to chop it up with a Washington fan, go for it because you deserve it as a BYU fan. Washington has a national title of their own. Don James did get a title later on in his career. But I understand where both UW and BYU fans are concerned on this. And I understand also where Trevor comes down on this. He wants BYU fans to be as gracious as he says that Don James and UW was when it came to BYU winning the national title. But here's the thing, Trevor. We're talking about fans, short for fanatic. Fans will do irrational things, make arguments on Twitter, argue back and forth amongst themselves. So BYU fans, be proud of that 1984 national championship trophy. 
let's not lay it on thick that BYU took it away from number two Washington or whatever, however you want to phrase that. Enjoy it. Chop it up with you dub fans if you are there. Even if you're doing it on the internet, have some fun with it, but don't get personal. Keep it civil and let's have some fun with it. There you go. I'll step off my soapbox now and we'll finish up the show now. Thank you so much for each and every one of you who have tuned into the show. It's been a pleasure bringing it to you each and every day. I quite enjoy doing this. Hopefully you guys enjoy it half as much as I enjoy doing it. We'll be back tomorrow. Get a player interview today, hopefully, from BYU that we can play for you tomorrow. Also some more comments from Kalani Satake, hopefully from some comments from Elisa Tuiaki, in particular about the BYU defense as they continue to get ready to face Jake Browning, Miles Gaskin, and the rest of the Washington Huskies. Until then, hopefully your Tuesday is going great. Thanks again for downloading the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch is my personal Twitter feed. The show Twitter feed is at Locked On Cougars. Facebook, just search out Locked On Cougars. Join the community there. That's building right now. And we'll also be able to be available via email at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a great Tuesday. This has once again been Locked On Cougars for September 25th, 2018. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.